And and again, and, and I just feel bad for some of these kids and players, whether they're male or female, that have a coach that is literally in it for the wrong reasons. So many clubs out there. And again, I go back to the directors. It's their job to understand that. Like, yes, we're in a need for coaches and we have a huge need, but do we really? We, we need to have a we need to have a proper conversation about this nationally. We do, and it's not being done, right? And I, I have this I have this idea or this phrase, and, and I, it's quite simple. At what cost? That's that's my that's my life, right? Yes, we're winning. Yes, we've got all these championships. Yes, we're you know this program is successful. Or yes, we have this status. At what cost? And I don't want to look back in 15 years' time and start to hear stories from people who've been through it now and are going through it and have been through it in recent years, where they tell us terrible things about how their lives were affected and how their you know, later life was affected. I don't want to wait for that. I don't want to wait for that to, to come to pass. You know, We've already done that in our professional league here in the country, and we've already found out on the back end of all the things that were going wrong, and nobody's shone a light on it, light on it at the start. And that's yep. been done, that's been talked about, and things are in place to change that from happening. But in the youth game, in the collegiate game, we're not having that conversation right now, and we should be. People will begin to understand this point more poignantly. If you are not the person developing that player for something that you know is the long is your club at the end, it, it is much easier for people to say, well, I'm just going to do this for three years because it benefits them. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing coaches who say, well, I'm going to do this, forget the holistic approach, forget their level of learning, forget their level of development. Joy sticking a player in the very low cognitive stages of learning has some merit in terms of developing neural pathways to the brain to make decisions and understand them. We won't get into all the science of it, but there is an element of blocked practice or fixed practice that can aid learning. To take that and run with it to the extent that three years later, you haven't allowed the player to engage, speculate, learn, develop, is not just a fallacy, it's a crime. Why is nobody having this conversation now? There's been times where I actually had, <laughs> I had a, I was coaching boys in Seattle and there was a coach who just couldn't believe it. I was coaching against him and he was like, wait, you're the coach? I can't believe it. And he literally says this to me and I'm sitting there going, what? <laughs> like, what age are we in right now? Are we, are we in the fifties right now? I don't understand. And it just made me laugh because I looked over at the coach and I said, you created this. Mm -hmm. Obviously the parent didn't because they're forcing this kid to apologize to me, but you've instilled some sort of idea in your head, in this kid's head, that it's okay to talk to women that way. When I started this podcast, I promised that I would ask the, the real questions. And if everyone's out there listening, they're like, well, I wish they'd ask this, I wish they'd ask that. And we gotta, we gotta do this in the interest of balance. I mean, we have to support more roots into coaching for everybody who is underrepresented we need more diversity we need more uh, you know not just not just male female we need we need more that more with more diversity becomes a raising of standards across the board and a more inclusive sport and yep. quite quite frankly I'll, I'll go out and say this whether your opinion is that you know diversity should or shouldn't be a case i don't care football doesn't care football is for everybody and if you have the opinion of anything different Go and find something else to do because football is for everybody. Let's have it right. There are also some cowboys out there who are doing it, and I and I worry for some people in those environments. That's my soapbox. What's your experience having lived it and been in it? 
Um, yeah, I think that, again, just being someone who's been in so many different clubs and, and so many different roles, whether it's collegiate, I've seen both sides of the spectrum. You know, there's an amazing coaches that foster that love of the game and, you know, diversity and empowerment for the player. But then there's that coach that is still stuck in the old way of how you coach and joysticking and yelling a lot. And I don't know if that's just due to lack of understanding of what else is out there. I think that because we don't have enough youth coaches with the knowledge of how to coach and develop players, we get players that have to be joysticked at certain levels because that's what they got when they were younger. And so they don't have the inherent knowledge of how to play the game because they've been told how to play it the entire time. This is not, you know, maybe it is endemic of, of youth sport in this country at the moment. Carly Lloyd's comments recently were scathing in terms of the youth environment around female players. And I want to try and add a balanced response, but I do agree with that. And I have seen it for myself. I've been an ECL director. I've been in the college game and in the youth game. And I am concerned for certainly the extremes that I see in the youth game now around the country.